section sixty part three chapter two continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain he was counting upon a rapid finale when it was least expected through the exhaustion of one of the contestants carefully dissimulated until the last moment germany will be vanquished he added with firm conviction i do not know when nor how but she will fall logically she failed in her master stroke in not entering paris and overcoming its opposition all the trumps in her pack of cards were then played she did not win but continues playing the game because she holds many cards and she will prolong it for a long time to come but what she could not do at first she will never be able to do for chernoff the final defeat did not mean the destruction of germany nor the annihilation of the german people excessive patriotism irritates me he pursued hearing people form plans for the definite extinction of germany seems to me like listening to the pan-germanists of berlin when they talk of dividing up the continents then he summed up his opinion imperialism will have to be crushed for the sake of the tranquillity of the world the great war machine which menaces the peace of nations will have to be suppressed since eighteen seventy we have all been living in dread of it for forty years the war has been averted but in all that time what apprehension what was most irritating chernoff was the moral lesson born of this situation which had ended by overwhelming the world the glorification of power the sanctification of success the triumph of materialism the respect for the accomplished fact the mockery of the noblest sentiments as though they were merely sonorous and absurd phrases the reversal of moral values a philosophy of bandits which pretended to be the last word of progress and was no more than a return to despotism violence and the barbarity of the most primitive epochs of history while he was longing for the suppression of the representatives of this tendency he would not therefore demand the extermination of the german people this nation has great merits jumbled with bad conditions inherited from a not far distant barbarous past it possesses the genius of organization and work and is able to lend great service to humanity but first it is necessary to give it a douche the douche of downfall the germans are mad with pride and their madness threatens the security of the world when those who have poisoned them with the illusion of universal hegemony have disappeared when misfortune has freshened their imaginations and transformed them into a community of humans neither superior nor inferior to the rest of mankind they will become a tolerant people useful and who knows but they may even prove sympathetic according to chernoff there was not in existence to-day a more dangerous nation its political organization was converting it into a warrior horde educated by kicks and submitted to continual humiliations in order that the will-power which always resists discipline might be completely nullified 
it is a nation where all receive blows and desire to give them to those lower down the kick that the kaiser gives is transmitted from back to back down to the lowest rung in the social ladder the blows begin in the school and are continued in the barracks forming part of the education the apprenticeship of the prussian crown princes has always consisted in receiving fisticuffs and cowhidings from their progenitor the king the kaiser beats his children the officer his soldiers the father his wife and children the schoolmaster his pupils and when the superior is not able to give blows he subjects those under him to the torment of moral insult on this account when they abandon their ordinary avocations taking up arms in order to fall upon another human group they did so with implacable ferocity each one of them continued the russian carries on his back the marks of kicks and when his turn comes he seeks consolation in passing them on to the unhappy creatures whom war puts into his power this nation of warlords as they love to call themselves aspires to lordship but outside of the country within it are the ones who least appreciate human dignity and therefore long vehemently to spread their dominant will over the face of the earth passing from lackeys to lords suddenly don marcelo stopped going with such frequency to the studio he was now haunting the home and office of the senator because this friend had upset his tranquillity lacour had been much depressed since the heir of the family glory had broken through the protecting paternal net in order to go to war one night while dining with the desnoyers family an idea popped into his head which filled him with delight would you like to see your son he needed to see rene and had been negotiating for a permit from headquarters which would allow him to visit the front his son belonged to the same army division as julio perhaps their camps were rather far apart but an automobile makes many revolutions before it reaches the end of its journey it was not necessary to say more desnoyers instantly felt the most overmastering desire to see his boy since for so many months he had had to content himself with reading his letters and studying the snapshot which one of his comrades had made of his soldier son from that time on he besieged the senator as though he were a political supporter desiring an office he visited him in the mornings in his home invited him to dinner every evening and hunted him down in the salons of the luxembourg before the first word of greeting could be exchanged his eyes were formulating the same interrogation when will you get that permit the great man could only reply by lamenting the indifference of the military department toward the civilian element it always had been inimical toward parliamentarism besides joffre is showing himself most unapproachable he does not encourage the curious to-morrow i will see the president a few days later he arrived at the house of the avenue victor hugo with an expression of radiant satisfaction that filled don marcelo with joy it has come it has come we start the day after to-morrow 
desnoyers went the following afternoon to the studio in the rue de la pompe i am going to-morrow the artist was very eager to accompany him would it not be possible for him to go too as secretary to the senator don marcelo smiled benevolently the authorization was only for la cour and one companion he was the one who was going to pose as secretary valet or utility man to his future relative-in-law at the end of the afternoon he left the studio accompanied to the elevator by the lamentations of argensola to think that he could not join that expedition he believed that he had lost the opportunity to paint his masterpiece just outside of his home he met tchernoff don marcelo was in high good humor the certainty that he was going to see his son filled him with boyish good spirits he almost embraced the russian in spite of his slovenly aspect his tragic beard and his enormous hat which made everyone turn to look after him at the end of the avenue the arc de triomphe stood forth against a sky crimson by the sunset a red cloud was floating around the monument reflected on its whiteness with purpling palpitations desnoyers recalled the four horsemen and all that argensola had told him before presenting him to the russian blood he shouted jubilantly all the sky seems to be blood-red it is the apocalyptic beast who has received his death wound soon we shall see him die tchernoff smiled too but his was a melancholy smile no the beast does not die it is the eternal companion of man it hides spouting blood forty sixty a hundred years but eventually it reappears all that we can hope is that its wound may be long and deep that it may remain hidden so long that the generation that now remembers it may never see it again End of section sixty.